is where the fun begins. What's up, guys? My name is Tony, a.k.a. Star Wars Sith, and welcome to another episode of Sith Talk, where we talk Star Wars news, rumors, and coming soons. Today we have on the show Nilda from the Appetite for Collectibles YouTube channel. How you doing, Nilda? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about your channel, what your channel focuses on, and where we can find you. Uh, so you can find me on YouTube. My name is Appetite for Collectibles. Um, and my channel first primarily started with collecting Star Wars and horror figures. Um, and then I was doing a lot of toy hunts and going to cons. Um, and then my favorite thing that I was doing was I was going to different people's houses who you wouldn't consider collector. They were like secret collectors. Um, and they didn't want nobody knowing their stuff. So I was interviewing them for showing off their collections, which was insane. So everyone that comes on, I ask them the same three questions. So the first one is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie and why? Oh, boy, that is a tough one. So I want to say my favorite Star Wars movie is going to be Empire Strikes Back because that was the first movie that I was ever introduced to. Um, but then later on, as the years went on, um, I had to stick with my top three, which was Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One nice nice yeah so for me i'm revenge of the sith i love that movie that's my number one but for me my number two is a new hope and because that's like the first one that i ever saw back in the day so that's what like started it for me so that one's always high up on my list like for yeah. sure yeah i have to say revenge of the sith is one of my top top favorites like anytime i see that it's on tv it's like a must i gotta watch it oh yeah and it never gets old. Like you still hit those same feelings every time. Like, no, Anakin, don't yeah. turn. Like, or like the whole scene when like Kenobi is like crying to him and telling him he was like, I loved you like a brother. I like start crying and I'm like, damn, dude, I've seen this movie like 20 times. Yep. And it hits hard every single time. I yep. love it. Yeah. So the next one is, what is your favorite show, live action or animated? It could only be one. Oof. Um, I'm just going to have to go with the Clone Wars. Um, it's because of the Clone Wars why I got to, uh, you know, get to learn about the character Ahsoka Tano and just, you know, my love for her, as you can see in the background, um, is just insane for her. And yeah, I just have to stick with Clone Wars. Yep. So for me too, it's uh it's the Clone Wars. It was season seven that put it over the edge for me. But before season seven, like honestly, it was Rebels because Rebels just has so much in it and it's so slept on. Uh, Rebels. Yeah, a lot of people sleep on Rebels. And you know what the thing is that um you know I had friends that we were talking about on like the show that I do. Um, we were talking about that Rebels kind of started the same way as Clone Wars. It was like very childlike. And then as you got more into it, it got very darker and darker, kind of like how Harry Potter is. Yep. No, for sure. All right. So the last question I have is going to be, who is your favorite Star Wars character? Oof, that's a tough one. All right. So, yeah, my favorite Star Wars character would have to be uh, Darth Vader. Um I just love his story because basically, you know, everybody always thinks that Star Wars is about Luke's story, which, you know, we wouldn't know about Luke if it wasn't for Anakin. So I feel like the whole saga of Star Wars is Anakin's story. You get to learn about him 
your introduction first to him is him as an adult and he doesn't even, you know, ad- admit to being Anakin Skywalker. And then when you get the prequels, you're getting the younger version of Anakin Skywalker. And then anything after that, it's still his legacy, the Skywalker legacy that is still continuing. So, and plus, Darth Vader is just badass. No, he is. And I, I love it when people say, oh, they should make a Vader movie. I'm yes. like, he has six of them already. Like the whole OG trilogy and prequel trilogy is about Vader. Yeah, but I feel like people want like just a Vader one. Like they want to see like the castle, you know, his tank. They want to see like all the side stories, like the comic books, like Vader's castle, like any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so dope. So for me, my favorite character is just Darth Maul. I'm big on Darth Maul. Like that's my guy right there. So I'm praying that we get more of him, whether it's live action or animated. But like, yeah, Maul, that's that's my number one guy right there for sure. Yeah, I have to agree. Monk classifies him like my top five favorite Sith Lords. Sith Lords. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's see. So next up, I got a ton of fire articles because literally in the last week, so much has happened. So much news. Mando was crazy. Yo, I... I screamed and Mando when they showed the eye. Oh, me too. Like, I was so shocked. I didn't think we were going to get something that big that soon. I was shook. Like, it was amazing seeing the, the mythosaur. I, you know, I know that they wanted to do something big, but, you know, at the end of the day, nothing can top off season two's finale with Luke Skywalker. I don't, I don't know what else they can do to make it, like, a shock factor. Yeah. Would you, um... What'd you think about the episode overall? Uh, the episode overall, I really liked it. Um, I like seeing that Bo-Katan finally like wasn't this like little girl complaining, you know, that she Mandalore is gone and she doesn't have the dark saber. Like we got to actually see her in action again. Um, I love that creature with the eye that was like all the robot parts, and I love that they're trying to like bring back IG Eleven and that we got to see R five. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I liked it a lot. I like, like you mentioned with the dark saber stuff. Like I love seeing it. Like it was crazy seeing Din with it and how he could barely wield it. But then Bo picked it up and she was so natural with it, like making him look bad. So that was crazy. And then even for like Grogu, I feel like he got mad at like character development and nobody even really realized it because like when Mando was telling him, "Oh, this is the planet that Bo's on. This is where we're going. This is where I'm from." He like remembered all that when he was escaping, like from that scene, which was crazy. So like, I liked all the little things like that yeah, too. Yeah, it was it was a big major character development. Um, you know, like I've joked around with friends saying it'd be funny if uh, you know, Grogu gets to hold and wield the dark saber, but you know, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody in the Star Wars realm will like that. They'll think that it's really bad. But yeah, just seeing Bo like wielding the dark saber and just like making din look very puny and small it's it's the bo-katan that i remember from watching in clone wars yeah no for sure so the first article i have is the runtime for next week so it got leaked that the episode is going to be 56 minutes and 11 seconds long and that's the longest episode of the season and of all three seasons of Mando. 
the previous one was season two premiere, which was 51 47. So what do you think about that runtime? Um, I like it. I think it's because so many fans have complained about, you know, the show being 35 minutes long and it's like, you want more. So I think they're just going to be giving a little bit more just to like, please some star Wars fans. Cause it, quite honest, a lot of fans were not happy with the first episode of the Mandalorian, like personal friends that I know weren't too like happy about it. Um, they felt that it was a very small episode and that, you know, we didn't really get much. So I feel like this is Disney's way of saying like, okay, you guys have been patient. We're on the third season. Let's give you almost an hour episode. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, I'm glad it's this length. Cause like, that's freaking awesome. That's what they all should be. But, um, I'm just really interested to see what we're going to get in this episode and now that I think of it, because we saw Coruscant in the trailer with Dr. Pershing, I think this might be the Coruscant episode since it's long because we might see whatever he's doing there. Maybe we'll see what Moff Gideon's doing or maybe they'll break him out or whatever. But I think like this, this season's moving quick and I love it. Like I'm all yeah. for it. I also feel with this episode, since it is showing, um, you know, the scientists and stuff, I think that we're also going to be seeing Christopher Lloyd's character because he is in the Mandalorian. And I think he's going to be part of this group. Yeah, no, for sure. So that was the first article I had the next one. So from what was it the first episode that Easter egg from rebels the the purgles? What do you think about that scene? Because I kind of screamed just like I did when I saw the myth. I know I screamed too. Cause immediately like everything that my friends and I were just talking about, we were told we were joking and saying that we feel like the Mandalorian is going to tie into Ahsoka. Like the show is going to end and it's going to be like, you know, Hey, we're passing it on to Ahsoka. I feel like the end of the Mandalorian, we're probably going to see where they accidentally either, um, in the midst of being in some planet, they might run into Ezra and Thrawn or because it has to do with Mandalorians, they might end up actually meeting up with Sabine Wren. And I feel like with that, it'll tie up. So I feel like that's why they threw that in there to kind of let you know, like, hey guys, when this season ends, we're introducing you to Ahsoka. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I was even saying that before the season started that like, I'm pretty sure Sabine is gonna be a cameo and introduced in here i don't see why she wouldn't especially with all the mandalorian stuff going on and she knows bo katan like she gave bo the freaking dark saber so it yeah. wouldn't surprise me for and her to you, show and you up. noticed yeah. that in this last episode bo was talking to grogu and he was telling him like oh i knew a couple jedis you know we were cool we didn't have any problems so i feel like that's her throwing like an easter egg like you know i know canon i know ahsoka I know, you know, I'm friends with Hera. I know Ezra. Like, I know that whole entire group. And they're coming. Yeah. So I cannot wait. Um, so I think the next, is it the next one? Well, no, th there's a couple more articles that will kind of tie this in more. But the next one, I thought this was cool. The Mandalorian creator shuts down the popular Grogu theory because a lot of people thought that Grogu was a clone. Or, you know, stuff like that. That was kind of a, a rumor and a theory. But they asked John Fav, and he said that, no, he's not a clone. That Grogu is legit his own thing. Like, he's an actual Grogu. So, 
That's kind of yeah. cool that he's not a clone. What do you think about well, that? Well, I'm glad that they they finally announced that because, you know, it was kind of weird in the first season that they were trying to get his DNA. And I know that they were using that for cloning. But I feel like I was saying for a while that I think that they're showing us the backstory of Palpatine and how he was trying to take samples from every type of Jedi and make clones of them. And I feel like he wanted to build his own strong army, but of cis. Um I still to this day want to believe that, you know, Grogu is Yaddo and Yoda's love child. And, you know, that maybe Yoda is the one that grabbed him and like sent him away because he didn't want his kid being killed. But that's my theory. I always thought that that was his parents. Yeah. I always thought the parents were like Yoda and Yaddo. Like that's that's what you just kind of assume because that's the only two we've ever seen like of his species. And it's like you don't hear anything else. We just know that he's fit. Well, in season one, he's 50 years old. So, and you don't know how much time has passed. He also, you know, like with the articles that were leaked, you know, he spent two years with Luke. So he's got to be now like 55. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah. For sure. So I thought that was cool. The next one I got is this one. So I think we're going to get something Thrawn-ish in season three, whether it's in the finale, like a post credit scene, if we see like his ship or if we see like him from the like the neck down, you see like his white outfit and his blue hand or something. But Katie Sackhoff was at a show and or some convention. Oh, it was that was it, it was at Emerald City during a panel and they asked her about Theron. Where's the question at? They asked her something about Theron in Mano season three. And all she said was, I mean, that's a really good question. Thank you. And made like this little smile and that's it. <laughs> so like, I think that right there saying nothing is saying a yeah. lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that article. Yeah. Normally when they do reactions like that, like I feel like they're just trying to tell you, but they don't want to get in trouble with, you know, the big mouse. <laughs> yep, exactly. So when I saw this, I was like, yo, he's, he, we're seeing the board thrown. I'm telling you or, this now, maybe like just getting goosebumps. Yeah, I know they name dropped them. Just getting goosebumps now, thinking about it. I'm literally like in the now the next couple episodes, I'm gonna start recording all my reactions, watching the shows. No, do it because like it's pre- it's only gonna get better and better. I mean, the first two, like my Pergo reaction was awesome. Then my Mythosaur reaction was dope. So like I'm excited to go. Because almost every episode is making me look at the camera and go, oh, shit, like, like, like yeah. shocked. So, yeah, definitely record it. Because, like, who knows, especially if Sabine pops up or something like that. What? When uh, the Mythosaur popped up, I was watching it at work, and you just hear me do the loudest scream. I was like, oh, and my boss comes running, and he's like, what happened? I was like, it's a fucking Mythosaur. Because I was watching it in the employee lounge. I was like, it's a Mythosaur. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, the the creature of all creatures. I was like, it's finally real. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is hilarious. Oh, man. So the next one. All right. So the next one is Andor season two uh, just deleted this new set photo after sharing it online. So I guess he wasn't supposed to share it because they're filming but it is filming and he shared this photo. So I guess it's in the works right now and they're actually filming. 
What do you uh, are you looking forward to Andor season two? And did you like season so one? I'm a terrible human being? I have not watched Andor yet. I tried watching the first two episodes when it first came out. I know every every time I tell people this, they make this face. So when Andor came out, I watched the first two episodes and I don't know why I just could not get into it. I kept falling asleep. Um, and then finally, I was just like, you know what? I'll, I'll watch it next week. And then I didn't see it. Then the following week, I was like, you know what? Let's four episodes come out. I'll binge watch it. And then eventually I didn't watch it. And I was like, you know what? Let's wait till it completely is all out. And I'll just sit one Saturday and Sunday and I'll just binge it in one day. So not this weekend, but definitely next weekend. Like I'm going to just sit for two days and just complete it. But I've heard nothing but good reviews. And if, and if it's supposed to lead to Rogue One, then I'm all game for it. So I watched it. Now, I know a lot of people like Andor. I'm not the biggest Andor fan. I'm not going to lie. Um, I loved Rogue One, though. Rogue One was freaking amazing. But, like, it, I feel like they're completely different things. Andor Season 1 compared to Rogue One, it's not, like, the same in my eyes. And I remember after watching the first two episodes, I went right back to bed. I didn't even finish the third episode because it just put me to sleep. So there's some dope stuff in it. Like, it does have really good acting. It visually is probably the best-looking show because they broke the bank on the budget, so it looks great. But, like, for me as a Star Wars nerd, like, it didn't have enough Star Wars stuff in it for me personally. But I'm looking forward to season two because hopefully we'll get more of those Rogue One Mm tie-ins. But um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I really don't have any like strong feelings either way about Andor season two. Like when it comes out, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. But I don't know if I'll make reaction videos because <laughs> like if it's like season one, half the time I might be falling asleep and that's going to be like pointless. And that's what happened. The first episode when it dropped, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be like Rogue One. Get home from work. I got a bucket of popcorn. I'm chilling. I'm like positioned on my couch. Like I'm ready to just enjoy a great film because the trailer alone made it look like it was a movie. So I was really hyped about it. And I felt like they hyped it up so much. And they were like, oh, this show is going to put Kenobi and Mandalorian to to shame. Um, it's going to be the best Star Wars show ever. And, you know, Mandalorian, hands down, is the best Star Wars show ever. But Kenobi was like watching a movie this i like i said i couldn't even make it past episode two so hopefully you know like i drink a lot of coffee and i just you know watch it because i was told that after episode three it gets a lot better and like it feels like you know it's leading up to um rogue one so hopefully you know they learn from what they the mistakes that they made in season one and just hype up season two a little bit better than what they should have done yeah for sure so that was the latest on Andor. It's filming and in London. I think there's a panel for it at Celebration. But the next article I have, this is kind of cool. They asked John Fav who would win in their prime, prime Anakin versus prime Luke in a fight. So before I show you oh. what he said, who would you think would win out of those two in their prime? Anakin. Anakin. Well, when we say our prime Anakin, are we? am I getting Revenge of the Sith Anakin? I don't think it really specified like which prime, if it's like light side prime or like when he ter- turned dark prime before he well, got cut I up. Well, I feel like if we get the, I feel like if we get the Anakin who's in 
you know, Revenge of the Sith, who's still in the middle where he's like for light side and dark side, hands down would destroy Luke. Yeah, I'm on the same same page with you. Like right away, I'm like Anakin. Like Anakin had made way more training. He's he was around like he was around. He went through a lot of crap with Kenobi, like a lot of different stuff. So, yeah, I said Anakin, and then John Fav said uh, Anakin yeah. too. Like he said Anakin like right away w- without hesitation. With, like with Luke, Luke had to. I know, like Luke had to, you know, learn how to train on his own and like go do his own thing. You know, Anakin got proper training and he got training by Kenobi and Kenobi, hands down, if Qui-Gon didn't die, I feel like the three of those guys, there would have never been any Sith issues. Yeah, no, for sure. So then what do I got next? Oh, okay. So now we're going to start getting into some of the movie, the movie news and rumors. So Lucasfilm cancels two upcoming Star Wars projects. So... I think they kind of confirmed or it's like scrapped or tabled indefinitely, but it's the, the Patty Jenkins movie and the Kevin Feige movie, which the Patty Jenkins, the rogue squadron, I was kind of looking forward to that. It would have been cool, but then the Kevin Feige movie, like I'm a big Marvel guy. So like, I would have loved it. Cause like Kevin Feige's the goat, like he's amazing, but this dude has so much on his plate with Marvel and with Secret Wars coming out, he doesn't have time to do Star Wars. So it's like no surprise to me. But what did you think about those two uh, cancellations? I had a feeling that that was going to happen. Like, again, like how you said it. I'm not a big Marvel fanatic, but I do love Marvel. I will catch a Marvel film all day. But, you know, again, he does have the Secret Wars project coming up. And it's a lot of movies that are in production right now to lead up to the end of Secret Wars. Um and he's not going to have time to film a Star Wars film. When you're filming Star Wars, they need you there dedicated and everything. And then I feel like the Patty Jenkins stuff was getting was automatically going to get canceled because she was just everywhere. Like she couldn't have one solid thing of what she wanted to do with the film. Um, so I feel like it just it just bombed like they weren't excited about it. Yeah, no. Yeah, definitely. So that dropped a couple of days ago. And then I think it was yesterday they kind of confirmed that supposedly the 2025 movie is written and has a cast already and that they're going to start filming it and that's going to come out December 2025. So it is, um, what's the guy's name? Something Lindelof. He is the one that created, hold on, let me bring up his IMDb real quick because this dude, he kind of did a lot. Have you heard about yeah, this movie? Yeah, I did. And then I saw it. I saw them talking about it this morning, and I was like, "Ooh." Yeah. So he he did the show Lost. He did the movie Watchmen. He did Tomorrowland. He did World War Z. He did Prometheus. He did Cowboys and Aliens. So he kind of did a he did some some stuff that I like. He did one of the Star Trek movies from 2013. So. He's got some stuff under his belt, but I mean, I guess we'll see what he brings to the table Star Wars wise. And allegedly this takes place after the sequel trilogies. I don't know how far after, but it's after. And I, I'm pretty sure it's all new characters where there might be cameos of sequel trilogy characters, but I think they're trying to keep it like as its yeah. own thing. That's good. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are just over the Skywalker, um, story they the saga you know eventually does have to come to an end as much as a whole bunch of us don't want it to 
but um I just think that you know now with the times changing you know a lot of people from that generation you know they're not living or you know they're just getting older so I think they just want to appease now to a newer generation of Star Wars fans yeah for sure so I mean we'll we'll get more clarification I think it's April 10th that Friday is the Lucasfilm showcase panel at celebration so literally the main part of that panel is going to be this so i'm sure that director will come out introduce himself maybe we'll get like the title like maybe a picture and the logo and maybe see some of the yeah. cast yeah. yeah so that day the internet is going to be lit with information for sure i feel like my whole weekend is going to be spent with me watching just celebration yeah oh yeah for sure oh i'm so hyped i can't wait it's Literally exactly four weeks from now is I'll be there for day one of the show, which I cannot wait. So I'm going to be living vicariously through you on Instagram and YouTube. Yup. I'm going to post like as much and a lot as possible. I might even do like lives on Instagram because I've never really done nothing like that, but I'm sure that there would be cool, especially in the moment, seeing like what's going on, like in real time, you know? So the next one I got, um, the the Star Cruiser, I guess they issued a statement because they, they canceled a ton of cancellations. And this is the most BS excuse ever. Where is it at? They said, uh, <laughs> the main thing they said was, we've been learning a lot during our first year of operation and have adjusted voyage dates to meet the needs of our guests is why they canceled a bunch. They canceled a bunch because no one was going. Yeah. And like they probably had like, you know, one one weekend where it was just like two or three people, like, and it wasn't even it's worth expensive. it to run a whole ship. So, what do you think about that Star Cruiser? It's so expensive. Um, yeah. Like, I have two friends of mine who are t- my two friends of mine who are tattoo artists, and they go all the time. But it's it's just it's too expensive. Um, I wouldn't even go if I had that money. Um, and you know. I've had people like I've seen the videos and it just doesn't feel like it's a Star Wars thing. Um, We were just talking about that the other day on the show that, you know, I feel like the original schematics and architecture plans that they had for the park and everything that they wanted to do, they should have originally done that and not what they're doing now. Yeah, I felt the same. Like when I heard about it and I heard the price, I'm like, that's crazy. But like, I'm such a Star Wars nerd. I would figure it out and do it. But then when I saw videos... I was kind of like, well, it looks kind of generic. And then when I heard that the whole theme was between episode eight and episode nine, I'm like, those are literally on most people's bottom two out of all 11 Mm -hmm. movies. Why would you like pigeonhole the whole ship to that? When like, like if it would have been like a prequel ship and it's like Camino theme and like other prequel stuff, the Jedi temple and stuff like that, I would have paid that ridiculous price and been the happiest kid in the world. But like seeing what yeah. it is, like oh. for that price, nah, I can't do it. I agree. I'd rather use that money and go on a cruise. Exactly. I'll take that six G's. I'll go to Hawaii yeah. for a week. Like, shoot. So the next one I got, the Ahsoka show, which we're all dying for, gets a new release date window. So I think the theory now is it's potentially late summer. I think. Maybe it, it's going to be after August because I think the Haunted Mansion movie that she's in is it was early August, but now it's late July. 
So probably maybe August, September, October-ish for Ahsoka. Maybe at Celebration we'll get like a concrete date with the trailer. But man, when this, I cannot wait for this show. I cannot wait. Yeah, I I truly feel like, you know, like I said before, I'm team Mando, I'm team Kenobi. But I feel like this show, I think it's going to, I'm hoping, but I think it's going to surpass both of those two shows. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this show is going to like destroy Mando and Mando is top tier, like crushing the game. I think that will... This will destroy Mando for everyone who's watched Clone Wars and Rebels because we know her and the backstory and everything. For like the normal fans, it might not hit as hard. It might still be good, but like for us, it's gonna hit like hit yeah. hard. I also feel like we're also gonna be getting like, you know, some episodes we're gonna see world, you know, the world between worlds. And I feel because it has been announced that Hayden is gonna be on this show. I think that we may actually see that instead of it being Kenobi who was um, fighting Anakin on, um, you know, Mustafar, we're going to see it's actually Ahsoka fighting him. And I feel like those two are going to just mess each other up. Yeah. So, yeah, when we see Hayden in this, I already know my reactions are going to be buck wild, especially, like you said, if, if they're fighting in Mustafar and the World Between Worlds. Or one thing, I'm, I have a theory, and I hope we see it, because, like, we never saw Luke meet Ahsoka. We saw, like, in Mando and Book of Boba that they already knew each other. But, like, I want to see, like, when she met Luke, how that conversation went. And if Luke was like, yeah, Anakin, he redeemed himself. He turned back to the light side. And then, like, if a force ghost, Anakin just shows up and is like, hey, Snips. Like, I would lose my mind seeing Luke, Anakin and ahsoka in a scene together like by a fire oh, and dude, it's I'll dark start, and the I'll start hysterically oh, dude, I'll start. when uh when ahsoka popped up on the mandalorian i was literally like in tears and you know like i recorded my reaction and my friends were like what the hell is wrong with you and i was like you have no idea this is the most beautiful thing in the world yeah yeah so yeah this one ah oh, i cannot yeah, wait that's yeah for sure. So the next thing I got is Skeleton Crew. We still know pretty much nothing about it, but some like leakers have been confirming and saying that the villains or the, these pirates from Mando are going to be either in Skeleton Crew or they're going to be like the main bad guys in Skeleton Crew. So what do you think about that? That sounds interesting. I actually really like the cast of Skeleton Crew that they announced. And I feel like anything Jude Law is going to be pretty cool. And I just, I hope that we're getting a good story. Yeah, so I I'm looking forward to it. I guess they're like saying that, because you know how they were trying to go into that school that used to be a bar. I guess they were saying that that might be like the school that Jude Law was a teacher at. Because supposedly he's a teacher or something like that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get more info uh, at Celebration on this show. Because I'm sure at the Lucas Film Showcase panel, they'll, they'll have to like cover this. Maybe give us a little teaser or a little bit more behind the scenes of it. Because we know nothing of it. And this still might drop, I think, this year. Yeah, it's supposed to drop this year. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll see. So... The next uh, couple of things that I have is some collectibles that are coming out. So 
Do you mess with any of like uh oh I'm sure you do, but like vintage and retro collection Hasbro <laughs> figures? See that? See that? I I love the vintage line. I collect mostly some of the figures from like the 70s and 80s. So that's my that's my jam. Yeah, OG Kenner, that's my jam. So this wave, they just showed it a couple of days ago. It's the new retro wave, which is similar like to the OG Kenner. So it's the Book of Boba Fett season two. So it's seven different figures. So we got retro Grogu, Book of Boba Fett. So that's the first I like one. That one. And then we got Mando, which we've had a Mando one before, but you know, I mean, Mando's Mando. You can never have enough yeah, Mando. I like that card. It the the card figure, like the card back. It's pretty dope because it has the dark saber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You're yeah, it comes right. with the dark saber. Yeah, it's so basic, yeah, it but that's the dark saber. That's <laughs> hilarious. And then the next one, Black Chrysanthemum, which this is dope. I wow. they better make they yeah they better make him in vintage. But like I'm grabbing this one for sure. Like yeah, come on. that's really Black dope. I would grab that and then try to meet the actor to get him to sign it. Cause I I saw him at a con, but his line was so long. He is tall as all hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then next one, the boy Cad Bane, which I love Cad Bane. He's so underappreciated. He's such an epic, badass villain, bounty hunter. I mean, he trained Django. This is like the top mm -hmm. bounty hunter. So they need to drop this in vintage too. They just take forever, but I'm definitely grabbing this retro one yeah, for that's sure. Pretty cool. And then we got Fennec. So this one's cool. I like that they have the. I like that they're encased in a red like plastic thing on the back. Yeah. Then we got the Tuscan Warrior. So this one is dope too. I mean, you can never get Tuscan. enough of the uh, the Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan. the Sand People. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like I said, I, I love the card back. It, it's pretty dope. And then what's the last one? Oh, the last one is Boba from the Dune scene. So when he's like in his robes and all chilling with the Tuscans. So I feel like that outfit that they had him wearing, he just looked like a prophet out in the desert. Yeah. So that's pretty much all that I have. So what do you have next coming out that everyone has looked that everyone can look forward to. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be going to a con called Super Fan Con. Um, I am going to be meeting one of the... She has uh, She's an actress, and she's been on Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian. She has played um, some of the Tusken Raiders. She's also played some of the Ewoks. So I'm, And then she also played, I think... Um, one of like the frog looking gangster creatures from uh book of boba fett so her her name is Susanna malik yeah so i'm gonna be meeting her actually tomorrow saturday um and i'm gonna be interviewing her for a little bit and then i'm just gonna be seeing what's going on else at the con nice awesome so i'm gonna put your information in the description be below so everyone be sure to check her out and subscribe to her asap so uh, thank you again, Nilda, for coming on and giving us some of your time. We appreciate that. Thank you. I had so much fun, and hopefully we do this again soon. Yes. And that'll be it for this episode of Sit Talk. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.